0: Welcome to Beyond the Cart, a podcast bringing you the why behind the products you buy. I'm Kate McMurray, nutritionist and outreach coordinator at The Big Carrot, a health food store in Toronto. Today, I'm chatting with herbalist Lynn Smith about the benefits of medicinal plants. Lynn works with Clay Deschamps, a company based out of Quebec that grows, harvests, processes, and distributes medicinal plants and organic herbs. They have a really cool story, and I'm excited to dive into that with Lynn today. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to having a nice
1: little chat with you today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was really interested to hear Clay Deschamps' origin story, and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how the company came to be.
1: Absolutely. So the company started in 1978 and it was essentially, the owner Marie Provost had been touring South America on her own backpacking and started realizing that every village she went to, every town she went to had medicine doctor, herbalist, you know, somebody there using the medicinal plants that grew in the area to treat the villagers and she found this a really fascinating story and a fascinating thing because in in Canada we didn't really see that so when she came back to Quebec she decided to get to delve more into medicinal plants and the traditional medicinal plants that are found in Canada so that was how she started it and then she fell in love with herbalism and just began her own gardens and began her own journey and it really is a journey because You know, 1978 till now is 44 years, is a very long time. So she started to do research into the what plants grew in the area and how they could be used to support the body and help treat illnesses and ailments. So that's kind of where it started and at first it was just in her backyard in Val David, Quebec. So that's in the mountains of Quebec for anybody that doesn't know that and it's a beautiful unspoiled region. And so she had her smaller gardens. And as she began, it was really to create products, salves and tinctures for the local villagers. And it's a small community. And then it began growing by word of mouth out to the other villages a little further on. And everybody started asking for Marie to make more of her products for them. So that was really where she began.
0: So cool. And the company really is unique, sort of in the supplement world, because they do grow all the plants that they're using. So I'd love to hear about the gardens themselves and how, you know, harvesting and processing, how all of that works. So she's actually expanded
1: those gardens in 2003 and 2004, she moved the gardens to what they are today, which is a medicinal terraced garden, which is incredibly unique in Canada. So what they did is in the side of the mountain, they essentially carved out like a staircase is the best way of putting it, where the terrasses are, where the plants grow. And it was set on the side of the mountain so that we would get optimal sunlight and optimal heat because In Quebec, as in Ontario and a lot of other parts of Canada, we have some very dramatic weather changes. It's super warm summers, super cold winters, and it's actually a benefit to the plants themselves to have these harsh conditions. Because when a plant is in a harsh condition, it has to work harder to become stronger to protect itself. And by doing that, all those active components are available to us when we transform it. So, the gardens themselves there's over when they moved them, there was ten thousand perennial plants that they trans they transplanted from the original garden into the new gardens, wow. and all those plants are certified organic, and it was it was a real endeavor and a labor of love and they had a lot of help from local uh, schools that horticultural schools and the botanical garden students and staff because this had never been done in Canada so a lot of people really wanted a hand in this transformation of something that was a really well-established medicinal garden. It was actually the summer that they had to transplant all these plants. It had to be planned out. I mean, you had right. so many people from so many different places. I think they, it was like 100 to 200 people that were moving because they had to set it up. People had to dig up the plants. Other people had to transport the plants from one garden to the other. Other people had to plant them and make sure everything was in the right spot. But it was during a drought. and. What do you do during a drought? Because our gardens are located on the mountain. We don't use city water. So the water is literally, what they've done is it's rainwater caption basins. We were in a drought. There was no water. So being a small town, Marie, called up the local fire department and asked if they could get their pumper trucks and so they took the I pumper trucks that. filled it at the lake brought the pumper trucks back and the firemen stood there and they hosed down the plants to water them and the firemen were like this is the most fun ever because they yeah. are always putting out fires and here they are watering plants but it's that out-of-the-box thinking that yes. makes this company and and the owner mary provost so unique
0: Yeah, I love that. And such a great community story. It's really interesting how there was such investment too from like the horticulturalists and people in that space because it was such a unique endeavor. And what really sort of captured me when you did a training for us was just how the growing process, the harvesting, the actual, you know, picking of the plants, all of that affects the potency, right? Of the final product.
1: Absolutely it does. When it comes time to harvest, we have a particular way of doing it. We have our Master Herbalists that are on staff and there's no calendar. Mother Nature doesn't give you a calendar that says, okay, July 1st, you're going to be harvesting your chamomile. You have to watch the plant, right? It's, it's not like, okay, today, that's the day. So we have to watch the seasons themselves, how was the winter? How was the spring? Is it warm enough yet? And then see at what stage of maturity that the plant is at. So the way the harvest is done is the master herbalist will go out on a daily basis and they will look, okay, the chamomile is looking really, really good. I think we're ready for that one to be harvested. Uh, The marshmallow or the mullein or whatever. And then they let the harvesting team know what the day is going to be like. And what they do is they have to then tell the harvesting team which plants need to be harvested and in which order. And the reason for the which order is that we transform everything the day it is harvested. Nothing sits on the table at the end of the day. And so you have to plan that you're going to harvest the plants that are more fragile earlier and make sure that your transformation team is ready to accept them and transform them immediately so that you get all those active components in your medicinal plant that go into your tincture or your salve or your glycerin at the end of the day when you're doing your production so the harvesting team will go out midpoint during the day And we say made point during the day because you don't want to harvest first thing in the morning there's dew on the plants you don't want to harvest a wet plant Mm. you want to harvest a plant that's sitting in the beautiful sunshine all warmed up and all the essential oils at the surface and ready so that when you're harvesting it you're getting all those components in at once and then they immediately take it down to the transformation area, which is also located on the mountain. So everything is within a five, 10 minute walk from each other, so that the plants are not having to sit from the time they're harvested. They don't have to be transported on a truck or sit somewhere or whatever. It's really a seamless thing.
0: And so everything gets brought down and then they get transformed. And it's it's interesting because I think a lot of people aren't aware that, in the supplement world it's not very common to harvest fresh right like most other companies are getting their herbs what are they coming in packages like dried how does that how does that work
1: so the way we're unique is that we have our own gardens and it's not easy to do right in order to to be an expert not only at the transformation but an expert at the growing is very very rare right? All of our fresh plant tinctures are from the plants in our garden. So we know every step of the way that that plant took.
0: Yeah, that's really remarkable. And it's really cool that you're using plants that are native to the area. And I think you also have a, do you have a separate garden for sort of like exploring different plants? The garden that you're talking
1: about is, um, we, we call it as a joke, our witch's garden. Um, And what (laughs) it is, it's a conservation garden. So the plants that are there are plants that at this moment are not plants that we will use and make into products to be sold in Canada. Because some of the plants are plants that are not quote unquote, allowed to be used in Canada, but these are plants that we want to maintain and grow every year and have seeds of, because you don't know 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, if one of those plants suddenly is not going to be realized to be something incredibly useful for us that we don't know about now. And it's a knowledge thing. If you let plants die off, you're losing that knowledge. And Marie yeah. is very much, the owner is very, very much about knowledge and about not following the usual path. Even the name of the company, La Clé Deschamps, if you translate it word for word, it means the key to the fields, which makes sense. Mm. But there's another meaning, a more esoteric meaning that means the path less taken. And mm, I think I if nothing else, Clé Cha and Marie Provo, the owner, are all about the path less taken. Doing what you think is the right path, regardless of what others are doing and how easy it is to follow the well-beaten path, to make your own path so that your passion is followed so that you are happy with what you are providing this world, right? And it's giving back in that way. And I love that about her mission.
0: I'm curious. Because I think that there's sort of a lack of, there's a lack of understanding amongst most of us, you know, about herbs and how to use medicinal plants properly. And, you know, we can think about taking, like having chamomile tea to calm us down, or maybe taking echinacea. But you mentioned some herbs like mullen that most people probably have never heard of. So what do you think is the best way to kind of open that door into the world of herbalism and, and become sort of less afraid to utilize these products?
1: First of all, go to your local health food store. Yeah. Really good quality health food stores that have knowledgeable staff members and educate yourself. I think our society as a whole, a lot of times we've given up the responsibility for our health care to somebody else Mm -hmm. and we need to take responsibility of going, I need to do more research. I need to learn a bit more, right? Mm -hmm. And I need to question and ask and explore but safely right and that's why i say working with somebody working with a naturopath an herbalist you know people in the in the stores that are knowledgeable and educated in order to help to guide you onto a path because there's so much out there there's so many like you say trends it's like this is the trendy thing and that's the trendy thing and and this is what i like about you know, a company like Lady Shah, these are not trends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are yeah. plants that have been around for a very, very, very long time, yeah. right? And they have a lot of history behind them. If you are, knowledge is the key. If you have the knowledge, yeah. you can make an appropriate decision for your health, right? I Instead of letting so somebody else do it for you.
0: Yeah. And it's so empowering, right? I think it's really beautiful to, especially in in the world of supplements where so often it's like, oh, I have a cold, you know, or oh, I'm stressed out. And that's when you're taking things. And it's really beautiful to think about gaining access to some of that information, maybe even getting to go visit the gardens, learning more about that plant and then feeling really good. Like you're sitting there drinking that chamomile going like, wow, this is doing, you know, wonders for my nervous system. And this is how this works. And I think that's a really beautiful thing as opposed to like okay fine I'll take this you know I call them potions all the time it's like mm-hmm. I'll take yeah. this potion because I have to you know it's nice to think of it in a more empowering way and it doesn't it always have to taste bad either i'm I'm curious what you think about that because I know you have kids and you've you've worked to incorporate these products into your life as a mom but you've done that in some interesting ways like you you sometimes say, you know, yeah, it tastes gross, but it works. But then other times you kind of fit it into a smoothie or like, what are some of your tricks for getting herbs into kids?
1: My best trick is I started them young. But even yeah, if you don't, true. there's a whole lot of stuff. My kids, they sometimes I'll be giving them mixtures like an elderberry syrup that I make myself from Clay Deschamps elderberry. And then I it's- Put in different tinctures and my son will be like uh oh, hmm i think you put some golden seal today and maybe <laughs> like it's like the whole tape well golden seal is an easy one to spot but it's like yeah, the whole yeah, like sure what you put say. in today mom or oh right. mom i bumped myself i need some arnica like my kids have been oh, trained I love from that. day one yeah but the nice thing about that is you you can if you don't have a child who's compliant you can mix it in and The way marie thinks about the the children's line for example right it's certified organic it's all fresh plants same as everything else that we do in tinctures Mm -hmm. um but it's done in a glycerin and glycerin is very easy for compliance because it tastes sweet so if you're using a glycerin product for a child for example you can put that in a smoothie you can put it in a little bit of water you can put it in if you do like a jello type thing or pudding type thing, you can put it in there, a little bit of applesauce. Like obviously the main recommendation I always tell people, even when you're taking a tincture as an adult or you're giving a glycerate to a child, anytime you're doing a medicinal, put it in a small amount of either your water, your liquid, your food or whatever. If you're putting, you know, a glycerate or an alcohol tincture in a big glass of water that's a whole lot Mm -hmm. for somebody to finish and then it affects the taste so you want to do it in a small amount i always with my kids i do
0: shot glasses I was going to say, I have a shot glass that I only use for tinctures (laughs) and it's kind of hilarious because it's my university shot glass. I was like, I don't think that this was designed for (laughs) tincture use, but whatever. Hey, (laughs) I joke and I say my kids are ready for university,
1: but okay. Because I dose them using shot glasses. Everybody That's has so a different fine. color-coded shot glass. I got these years ago when I was in university. And so, so it's like red shot glass is this kid, green shot glass is that kid. I'm blue and my husband is teal and I just dose us that way. Yeah. And it's a small amount. It's easier to use. But you can do things like for teas, for example, you can mm-hmm. take lemon balm or you could take chamomile or oat straw and make them into tea and make them into ice cubes and then just throw them in the smoothie nice. or make make them into pop popsicles. Like in the summer, I used to do yeah. this when my kids were younger. I have two boys. They can get a little rangy. So right. I would, you know, a little bit of oat straw in with <laughs> some like nice juice and popsicle and here you go. <laughs> that right? is a and brilliant
0: mom hack. I love that.
1: You got to do what That's you got to so do. And, you and got to do what you got to do. Them.
0: I'm curious what you think about this gummy trend. Like I've noticed that everything is being made into a gummy these days. Is that... I mean, I guess there's a place for that, but it seems a little like there, there is to me. a place like, for it. You can't get it. the potency you need.
1: You can't get the potency. Okay. So, as a mom, it's one of those <laughs> hard questions. You know, kids, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, yeah, kids, yeah, yeah no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Like, I, it isn't. It isn't. Kids love gummies. Absolutely. Kids love gummies. Yeah. If you can't get your kid to swallow a pill and you're trying to get them some vitamin yeah. C, get them vitamin C in a gum. Right. I get that. Be aware right. yeah. of the fact that the amount that's in that gummy is tiny, Yeah. right? So, right. And, and what else is in that gummy? So how many gummies is your child going to have to eat in order to get yeah. a medicinal dose, right? Even with like elderberry or other things like that or other plants, the amount is so yeah. small in what's a gummy. Yeah. And then you gotta think, their teeth, so here they are, they're chewing something that gets stuck in their teeth. Are you making them brush their teeth right. afterwards? Because let's get real, no right. kid's gonna wanna brush their teeth every time you give them a gummy, they just wanna enjoy their gummy. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's all the excipients. And that's one of the things with me, when I talk to people about a tincture versus a capsule, a capsule versus a tablet is the amount of excipients, right. the extra stuff in there, right? right. If yeah. you're doing a tincture or glycerin, with us, all you have in there is the organic alcohol and the organic plant. If you're doing a glycerin, all you have right. is the vegetable glycerin and the organic plant, fresh plants. Right. If you're doing a capsule, you have the organic plant and a vegetarian capsule. But then you start yeah. getting into a tablet or a gummy, you have all these other binders and fillers and extras mm. and sugars and all this stuff that you don't need and you're paying for and are reducing the amount of the actual medicinal component that you want.
0: Mm -hmm. So all that to say, gummies are Yeah, something to think about for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know, me neither. And I do, I do love, like for sure there is a, there's a time and place, but I love what you said earlier about starting them young and just, you know, it's like greens powders are great and I love using a greens powder in the morning. I also eat vegetables, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's not a one, like one product solution and so... Yeah, making teas or using tinctures and appreciating the whole plant, all that is good stuff. So I'm curious, all right, we're all stressed out. What should we be using for stress? Depends on what's causing your your stress.
1: My go-to right now, I love ashwagandha.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: I I love ashwagandha. I love lemon balm. I love oat straw. So- those are my three, let's say, okay. favorites right now. I okay. love lemon balm. Lemon balm is, again, another very safe plant, very calming. It's what I give to my kids when they, they're they like, Mommy, I just can't fall asleep. I just like they're little hamsters going, right. wheels in their head, and they just can't right. calm down. Or anxiety, right? And my older ones just started high school. Yeah. So if he tells yeah. me, I'm like super anxious, Mommy, I've got like a big exam in parfait in French today, you know, okay, you can have a little bit of lemon balm. It, it doesn't put them to sleep so much as it relaxes you enough that you can either focus right. on what you need to do or let you fall asleep. And then ashwagandha, which right. is an adaptogen. I love adaptogens and we're mm-hmm. hearing adaptogen, adaptogen, adaptogen everywhere right now. Yeah. They've been around for hundreds of years.
0: <laughs> this is not yeah. new. We're just. I know. We've all just caught on. Yeah. Yeah. We're A little slow on the uptake, <laughs> right? A lot yeah, of countries yeah, sure.
1: had them for a long time. So I like ashwagandha yeah. because it's one that the way I explain ashwagandha is it's not a racehorse. It's a draft horse. Right, a racehorse mm. goes super fast and then is exhausted, and you know, but it got you there. But you know, you're done at the end. A draft horse just mm-hmm. goes slowly and puts one foot in front of the other, but can go on forever, right? And that's why mm. I personally like ashwagandha because for me, my days it's not about a race. It's not about getting there fast. It's about yeah. making sure I'm getting to the end of my day. And I'm still sane, right? I still have patience and I got what I needed to get done, done. And I'm not completely spent at the end. And I find ashwagandha for me and I use it on my husband. That's the plant that I go to when I'm like, okay, I'm really getting overwhelmed. I need something. And that's
0: my go-to. Oh, sign me up for that one. Do you take it as a tincture or how are you? I take oh, it I'm as like, a tincture. i like, I need some of that right now. <laughs> I take okay. it as a tincture, And actually. do you just like, okay, yeah. So, and like a few times a day or it I guess it depends. Yes, a couple times a day. What are some good immune support herbs you use? Like maybe some of the, some great stuff for coughs and like upper respiratory cold, which of course are circulating right now.
1: Yeah, it's the fun time of the year. I know. <laughs> so, there's a lot of different ones. It depends on if you're doing with kids or adults. With adults, Drastics is my go to, right? I mean, if I had a desert, desert island plant, it would be Golden Seal. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Cause Golden Seal is, is potent.
1: It is very potent. That's why I say my kids know it. It tastes nasty, but it doesn't work. But golden seal is one of the components of the drastics. It's echinacea, golden seal, propolis, and myrrh. And Two okay. of those products, the problem where we don't grow in our gardens because one is a bee product and one is a resin, but the Echinacea and Golden seal are from our gardens. So what that one is, is it, um, you take it, like I said, squirt it down the back of your throat, topically it'll kill any bacteria or anything that's starting in your throat. And then when you swallow it, it goes systemically to support your immune system. Right. Uh, other plants than that, mullen is really, really good. Mullen's one that uh, a lot of people are realizing it supports the lungs. It protects the cilia of the lungs, helps you breathe mm-hmm. a little bit better. Plantain, uh, not the green banana, but the plant that you step on every day because it's a weed <laughs> or people consider it. Yeah, a that weed. was
0: really new to me, plantain, like that version of it. That was new to me.
1: Yeah, but I bet you stepped on it a million times because it's yeah, probably. So plantain is actually one of those plants that's a traditional North American medicinal plant. And there's two different forms of it. And the form that you see most often is the common plantain. And that plantain is used for topical, for anything that's itching, inflammation, irritation, bug bites, hemorrhoids, bee stings. That's a topical plantain. It's got these little round leaves and almost looks like a little corn cob stalk in the middle. And then there's the other plantain, which is the narrow-leaf plantain, which we use for the same purposes of itching, inflammation, irritation, but we use it internally. So we use it in our cough syrup because it's good for soothing sore throats and irritated throats. And that one grows less commonly than the other um, wide-leaf plantain but it's still pretty much everywhere. And that's another one that I love. Like I like our cough syrup and I use it on my kids and the whole family, actually, because it's a, it's a whole family cough syrup. And the reason I like it is because there's no sugars in it. There's no sweeteners in it. And a lot of cough syrups out there have sugar or honey or, you know, other, alternatives alcohol sugars or stevia or something like that but the nice thing yeah. about ours is it's done using all the medicinal plants in a glycerin form and glycerin if you've ever had is super super sweet right, right. so for compliance with kids if it's sweet they like it so you're usually yeah. pretty good but it does not affect your blood sugar levels and it does not stimulate like a sugar would last thing you want to do right. when your kid is sick And you want them to feel better is to give them sugar, which lowers their immune system and sugar, which stimulates them and hypers them.
0: Yeah. Like you don't want that. I love that using these products, not only like, you know, you get in there and you kill the germs or you deal with the inflammation or whatever, but you're also rebuilding the system. So it's not, you know, there is a time and place for pills and conventional medicines, but the nice thing about using herbals is that you're also rebuilding the system as you're treating the, the symptoms that are going on. So there's kind of that dual action happening, which I like.
1: Absolutely. And for me, you know, it used to be, we used to call this an alternative health and now more and more we're moving to complementary. And, and to me that, that is important because this is not about saying, what your doctor says is wrong, or this is wrong, or that is wrong. And you can only go this way. It is about the balance and the complement and education and seeing that there are options that are safe and that might work just as well that are not the standard, right? That you're used to.
0: And just like growing your toolbox, right? It's about having a lot of different options, a lot of different tools in your toolbox that you can grab onto and use. It's, I like that. I might yeah, steal that I was, phrase from you. <laughs> oh, go for it! Yeah, I was gonna ask. I like you, that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, because you've been in the health industry for so long, how how you've seen it change and how customers have changed. But I feel like you you kind of just answered that. Like, there's this shift now into understanding that we can use complementary approaches. Yeah, you said well, it, better it just now, but if
1: but if you think about it. I mean, aspirin, for example, came from white willow bark. A lot of our medicines, quote unquote, that are in drugstores originally came from what the herbalists were using, right? So it's kind of full circling. And and more and more you'll see that conventional medicine is open-minded to it because they are seeing the effectiveness of it. They're seeing Mm -hmm. that their patients are getting results and maybe getting results without all the you know million and one side effects that you see when you see those you know drug com- commercials you know yeah. may cause and then they're gone for 10 yeah. minutes right yeah. so they're seeing that there is a balance to be had with that and it has changed i mean i i started in this industry 30 years ago and back then it was very very different it was it was like you either do one or the other And now we're saying, you don't need to choose. You can work with everything and find what works best for you and your family.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, I could talk to you for so long. I have so many other questions to ask you. But I wanted to just end off with, I wanted to ask you just to finish off, what you wish customers knew more about, or what you wish they were thinking about when they're filling their grocery carts? whether that's in the supplement aisle or, you know, the grocery aisle, what do you wish customers were thinking more about?
1: Honestly, freshness. Because to me, you know, when I'm picking my vegetables and my fruits, like I try to buy local as much as possible. I try to go – I go to my farmer, local farmer, where I live, there's a lot of local farmers, so that helps. But I I like to look at that and look at the quality. I look at organic because it does make a difference. I don't want my kids eating chemicals, right? (laughs) like, I won't let my kid chew on plastic. Why would I let him eat chemical, right? And so to me, things like fresh, organic, safe, quality control is important, things like that. And I just, Mm -hmm. what I put in my cart, I like to think about how it's going to treat my body, how it's going to make me feel, and also how it's going to impact the planet, because that's another thing that people tend to forget and that I try to think about, and I know Clay thinks about a lot, is the impact that we have on the planet. Being organic is not just about the consumer. It's also giving back to the planet. Mother Nature is giving to us. We need to protect her. Right. And so that's something for consumers to think about is what they're buying and what they're shopping and putting in their cart, how it impacts themselves, their family and the planet.
0: Oh, I love it. You couldn't have summed it up better, Lynn. Thank you so much. You've given us a ton to think about today. And it is really important to think about how all of this stuff translates into the supplement world. It's not just about our fruits and vegetables. You know, it's also about the other products we're buying. And de Duchamp really stands out to me as a leader. So I'm, I'm really grateful for your time today and, you know, sharing their story with us. So... Thanks, everyone, for listening to Beyond the Cart. I'm Kate McMurray. For more information about Clay Deschamps, you can check out their website, which is claydeschamps.net. That's C-L-E-F-D-E-S-C-H-A-M-P-S.net. This show is produced by Lead Podcasting. Special thanks to the team at The Big Carrot. You can find out more about what we're up to on Instagram at the big carrot. And of course, our supplement department is staffed with naturopaths and herbalists and amazing professionals. So you can ask your questions in store. If you enjoyed our conversation today, be sure to follow the show on your favorite podcast player. Bye for now.